Welcome to the Staff Lounge. This podcast is not just our podcast. This is for anyone who's involved in education. You might be a parent with a child in school. You might be a future teacher finishing your degree. You might be a current teacher, administrator, substitute, or counselor. This will cover topics you want to discuss or share experiences we've had. Together, JC and I have 42 years. Oh my gosh, girl, almost 44 years of teaching under our belts. We have many different educational backgrounds and we share the love of collaboration. Good morning, friend. Good morning. Ah, what a good day for quilting. That's what I say. It is cold outside. It is. It was negative 11 when I got up this morning. It was one when I just came home from your place. Yeah, we had to turn our um, fireplaces on, get some heat going. Yeah. Well, today we're going to talk about our old students, but I'd like to start with our top five. Let's talk about the top five best things about having our students this year coming back face to face. We've focused with how stressful it is, how mitigation is like really not possible. Um, We've talked about all of the struggles that we've had, but let's talk about what some good things are about having them back face to face. You go ahead and start. Sure. Am I doing all five of mine or Um, let's tag team. Okay. Okay. Um, My top thing for being back face to face is just being able to make those connections with the kids. It's, we had connections over the computer, but it's just that much better when you're face to face and you can actually um, have conversations and see each other. Um, I'm really feeling like that bond is um, starting to solidify. Yeah, I agree. I love, uh, I love to see the smiles in their eyes because somebody was like, Mrs. Jaden, I remember your smile last year and you have such a beautiful smile. And I said, yeah, you can't see it now. He's like, I can see the smile in your eyes. And it was like, oh, that is such a sweet comment, you know, because you just can't see people smiling. No, you can't. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. The smiles in their eyes. That's what I, that's the first thing I see. Okay. What's your next? next Oh, sorry. My next one is similar because um, they are so happy. The kids are so happy that it just makes me happy. Um, it just gives a whole positive vibe to the room. They're all happy every day to be there. Um, and you know, that rubs off. Even if I'm not having the best day, I, I'm happy to see them. Yeah. You know, I said they're silly jokes because, and, and now that I've said that, I can't think of it, but it's like, it's something crazy. Like why did the chicken cross the road or why did the chicken cross the playground? And I'm like, uh, cause he wanted to get to the swing set. Like, but it was a really cute, funny thing, and I can't remember what it is now. I'm the worst joke teller ever. <laughs> but they're they're cute little jokes. Like, you know, in Zoom, everybody's always muted. Even in my small group cohort sections, we have, like, 12 people. Everybody, just unmute your mics. And they were like, no, it's okay. I'm more comfortable unmuting when I know I'm going to say something. And to just hear the silence and then to have them look around and I'm looking around and somebody will like raise their hand or just say something. And it's like, it's that peaceful sound of kids learning, you know, their brains churning, I think. Yeah. Um, As a ed teacher, one of my favorite things about this is that I can get some actual data. Mm -hmm. Um, The behavior I'm seeing is actually their behavior. It isn't the fact that they're muted and being forced 
by their parent to like behave in a certain way. You know, it's um, actual genuine kid and what they can do independently. Gotcha. See, and I'd like to say I missed the data collection part because every time we were Zooming, I would have them, hey, privately share with me the answer to problem eight and 10 from last night's work. I don't have that unless I'm collecting their papers or unless I'm walking around and like carrying my chart and I'm like, you know, getting in their bubble. You can't do that without getting in somebody's space. So I'm really struggling with that part still. I'm yeah, jealous. I don't, I believed that a lot of the work over Zoom and Seesaw was actually their work though. Ew. So see, I totally, I can tell you that my kids, the ones that I'm working with face-to-face -face right now, see, I don't have that kind of access with the ones, um, my whole Zoom family, you know, of Katrina's homeroom kids. But I will tell you, I know exactly what my kids are doing because, well, half of my group I had as fifth graders last year. So I knew where they were and could tell, like, this is not your voice coming through in this writing, right? Um, so I kind of have a cheat because I knew them before. My third thing is their love of what we're doing. My kids, you know, they, we built up, Katrina and I built up a lot of academic stamina because we were working and Zooming with kids four plus hours a day. My kids could come in at 930 and go until lunchtime at 12 and work and transition and work and I am so in love with their commitment to our expectation. Um, but I'm going to tell you, if I try and throw in something different, they're literally like, um, but aren't we supposed to be finishing with language arts before we do win? Like, why are we doing this small group thing when that's in the, you know, it's like, it's okay. We can switch it up. I'm the boss. <laughs> But it's win. It's not win time right now. It's like, it's okay. I'll get to you this afternoon, I promise. So I love the fact that they're so committed to like keeping things going. And I think that's part of their security. Coming back face to face is not what these kids are used to. And, and we have to remember that, yes, it's old school teaching, but it's not for them. This it has been a huge transition for these kids coming back. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, my next one is just the about the great thing about being back face to face is just the community that has come out from it. Um, you know, when I was doing my Zoom sessions, like kids would talk to each other, but we weren't always all there or they would be muted. And it's just nice seeing them talk to their friends and totally. kind of grow that way. Social skills are a, a difficult area for my students. Yeah. So seeing in, in action is really nice. I know at one point you were worried about being able to have them, I mean, their behaviors, you were worried about their behaviors coming back because it was going to be such a transition. Have you had escalated behaviors that you've had to take care of? That You, you know, uh, amazingly, nothing major. We've had a couple little things, mm -hmm. you know, like, and forgot their snow pants and that was a big deal but i mean nothing that has been super big knock on wood that's um, fabulous yeah yeah and it's shocking <laughs> yeah i mean but it's terrific that that says a lot for what you have established as your guidelines yeah 
I mean, yeah. bravo, girl. Um, my fourth thing is they're welcoming elbow bumps and chants. <laughs> like, yeah. legitimately, I'm a hugger. My family hugs all the freaking time. My kids know it. Like, my own two children, they're like, oh, God, it's a family night. We're going to be hugging all the time. You know, like, we hug all the time. We kiss each other. We hug. We're just a very close family. It goes back to my grandparents and my great-grandparents. Like, that's how we were. And maybe that's just the Dutch part of us. I don't know. Sorry, Dutch people, if you're not huggers and kissers. But um, I just truly don't know where it comes from. But we are a hugging family. Even my two sister-in-laws who, you know, are single children who've married my two brothers... They are like super huggers now, and I know it was an awkward thing at the beginning. Um, but not having that side hug, or you know, a kid just being like, I, one of my kids was like, dude, I want to hug you so bad, but I know it's just so taboo, and it's like, it's okay, let's elbow bump, <laughs> you know. Um, so they're welcoming and chanting because my teaching partner, you know we're crazy. We're a little bit cray cray. We love to, in sixth grade, you have to like keep these kids on the edge. Like what are they doing? And that's the one, one of the great things about what we do is I think she's taken disrupting the disruptor. That was like the best class I ever took. And you just, if you keep them like, you know, somebody will walk in, you can tell they're in a real shitty mood and you're just like, oh my gosh, how much did you feed your horse yesterday? And they're like, I don't have a horse. And you just say, oh, we'll come back to it. They don't even know what to think. Now they're totally thrown for a loop. And they want to know why you're thinking there they have a horse. I mean, it's just, it's the perfect thing. Or it's like, oh my gosh, did you see all that gold? What gold? Oh my gosh, you walked right past it. Like, when we go back in the hall, look around for it. <laughs> There's no gold. But they love it. And it, it totally keeps them keeps them on, on, you know, on their feet. Um, but I love it. I missed it. I missed it more, I think, than I actually knew, which makes me question even like possible retirement. You and I have already talked. Yep, we have. And the final thing, <laughs> what's our final thing? What's your final thing? Uh, you know, my final thing is just the lack of parents in face-to-face -face has been nice. <laughs> oh, really? See, I I kind of miss that. I miss it because we established our parents as part of our learning community. And usually you have to work super hard to do that. Having the fact that you're zooming into their homes made it just a given. You know, our, our weekly emails, lots of it was just a reminder because they'd already heard it because their child is working in their office. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I think for me it's more that um, parents of like extremely special need parents, uh, special need students, um, you know, know their kids behind, but this pandemic has really had them be like, oh, my child can't do a lot of things that I just kind of thought they could or that they would hold themselves themselves to do. Sure. And so then, um, you know, I was seeing way too much parent help. Right. And not really a good idea of what the kids could do. Yeah. Um, you know, like just in these four weeks back, one of my students who apparently had learned all of his multiplication and was writing <laughs> perfect paragraphs really can't do any of those things. Really? And he 
me. So I had no idea, you know, I mean, um, so just not having that influence, like getting to really know the child for what they can do and what their strengths are yeah. and what their weaknesses are, um, you know, it's, it's legit. just important. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. I completely understand that. Um, my final thing is their recognition of our adult relationships and friendships. I told you the story just as we were starting this podcast about every day we're, you know, like waiting for our kids to go and be called out to uh, their the parent pickup line. And these, just yesterday, these little third graders were walking by and they were like, are you guys best friends? Because we had our team tie-dye shirts on and we're laughing and, you know, we're talking and somebody gets called and we're like, whoa, you get to go home. We have a good week, you know. And they were like, are you guys best friends? Because you look like best friends. And Katrina was like, yeah, we are best friends. And they're like, yes, I knew it. You know, it's like, oh my God, it's just so cute. It's cute for kids to see people doing things and having fun with what they're doing. I think that there's a lot of that that's missing in our homes lately because people are just tired. Yes. So I just screamed and the cat just freaked out. Poor Piccadilly's like, um, this was a quiet sleeping spot. You know what? I want to add a number six. Okay. And it, um, as what you just said, reminded me of something you and I talked about yesterday morning when we had coffee. Yeah. In that, you know, us being present in these kids' lives and being an additional asset for them is so important right now. Um, They've been home alone with their families and not having the extra adults in their lives. Yeah. In a, um, in a close way. And I think that being there for the kids right now is just a, a big positive of being back face to face. Yeah. Well, I mean, here, you know, absolutely. A hundred percent. And when we go back face to face, we don't have PE, we don't have art, health, um, library. I mean, like they see these people around the building, but because of our mitigation policy plans of trying to keep people not intermingling, we don't get to go to PE. Like people think, huh, why Why is the day an hour shorter? Well, because teachers don't have a planning time. Like we're literally with your kid the whole freaking day, even out at recess because there are no noon duties, like literally. And we don't have, we don't have the art teacher taking them for an hour of art every other week. So we have literally cut out all of those you know, special people in their lives. I'm going to tell you that, and, and you guys listening who are parents know, like your kid may not connect with your husband the same way they connect with you because you're crafty. You like painting and your child is artistic. Like you guys have a connection that like dad throwing the football isn't going to necessarily have. Teachers are the same way. My nerdy math heart and my nerdy reading heart may not connect with a kid who really struggles in those areas, but loves to draw. Well, thankfully I love to draw in color. So I'm just weird. I'm an all around weird person, but um, you know, those people, those kids are short, those adults in their lives. And I'm going to tell you it, it's huge for kids. When, when we ha- in sixth grade have students who are mentally struggling, um, sometimes we'll ask them like, 
who is an adult in the building that you would want to go like maybe just go help oh some people connect with the librarian and that's if, if I'm feeling super depressed and like not healthy can I just go to the library for a few minutes absolutely like those people those adults are game changers in an academic setting and thank you for bringing that up because we did we did have a conversation about that and you know that's one of the important things that my teaching partner and I are trying to do is still have our team teaching thing in some way because our kids look at both of us and they miss I mean I received two letters this week I miss even though we're back face to face I miss our whole learning community like literally we have a wall between us now and it really hit home to me because that's really what we're trying to do as a grade level you want your kids to feel like they're part of the grade level team not just your homeroom team and when something like that successfully happens it's difficult when it may not be able to continue to happen right grr that's how i feel i just made a weird face um i heard your face thank you <laughs> you heard my angry eyes um so today we were gonna just chit chat for a little bit maybe 10 minutes let's go 10 more minutes and let's talk about some of our old kids like the ones who you run into at Lowe's and they're like, oh my God, you're my sixth grade teacher. And you're like, oh my God, you're a man. I don't know who you are. <laughs> Let's talk about those kids. <laughs> do you have a story? You know, um, all of mine have to do with the kids I had my first four years of teaching, which seems so long ago. But um, when I first started teaching, I was gen ed and I taught in a three, four, five my mm -hmm. first year. And then um, I did fourth and fifth two years in a row. And then I moved up with those fifth graders to sixth grade. Mm -hmm. So I had some, some kids for third, fourth, fifth, and Ew, sixth. That's awesome. Yeah. And um, those are the kids that I see out and about who will, who will stop me and say things or who hunt me down on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, one of the first ones I remember like really seeing and talking to was when I was out at our favorite pizza place, the Moose's Tooth, mm -hmm. and he served me beer. Not a sponsor. <laughs> yes. Oh, he served you beer? <laughs> yeah. He was, the, he was the beer winner, and I was just, like, amazed that this kiddo that I'd had as a th third grader, you know, was, was uh, old enough. Me beer. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I have another little girl from that same class that we have been friends um, on Facebook, and I'm friends with her mom, and um, I went to her graduation party, and she's uh. now done college, you know, and um, I'll probably always be friends with her, but um, yeah, those are my biggest ones were from those years. Yeah, so her. I had, um, when I was, I don't even think I was married yet to Brian, but I'm carrying like some Jack and Coke. I'm carrying a fifth of whiskey. I've got some crown. Like I, I had my arms. I like pull up to my future in-laws house. I go to the back of my car. I grab these bottles and I'm turning to walk in the house, you know, like to their stairs. And I hear at that time, it was my mate, my other married name, Mrs. Benison, like yell across the, the, yard and I'm like 
Oh, God. I literally just, like, froze for a second, and I turned, and I totally knew who this kid was. His name is Alex. And and I'm like, Alex? And he says, what are you doing next door? And I'm like, uh, I'm getting married in a couple of weeks, and this is my in-law's house. And it was so funny because my in-laws had mentioned, they were like, there's this cute couple next door. They have a little boy, and she's pregnant again, and... Oh my gosh, you would just love him. What a cool family. Um, Yeah, he was one of my sixth graders from like my first or second year of teaching at the school oh that I'm literally back at. Well, ironically, they ended up like two or oh, maybe four or five years later moving and they moved into the Huffman area where I was teaching then and their son was one of my fifth graders. So he was the first one that I'd had him and his dad as a student. And I still, I mean, we still chit chat, uh, you know, through Facebook or Instagram with his mom. But it's just so funny to be like, wow, I've had the dad and the son. This year I had, I have a student, he's gone virtual since we came back face to face. But I'm like, talking to this mom all the time, all the time on through email. And we did a parent night one night. It was in January. We did a parent night. It was a Wednesday night, seven o'clock. So I'd had this kid for, you know, half the school year and we're in zoom and I'm talking to these families. Katrina's talking to the families. We're just kind of tag teaming information and I'm leaning forward looking at this mom like, oh my gosh, I know her maiden name. That was my student's mother, and the mom was my fifth, sixth grade student at Rabbit Creek. It was like, oh dear. I mean, That's funny. It, it's crazy. I love it though. Um, I haven't had that situation yet, but I think um, another situation I love is just running into current or like year before kids, like at the grocery store. Like it blows their mind. Yeah. And. It's so funny. And I had it happen this fall. I have one student who was new to the building this year. Um, everyone else has been in our building. And so I had never met him, right? Like at all. Right. And, but I made masks for all my students and I'd sent them home with them in oh. August, you know, their houses. Yeah. And I see kid and his family at the store in one of my masks. Uh. And it was a new student. And I called out his name and he just looked at me and you could see even behind the mask that his jaw dropped and he was like in shock. <laughs> oh, I love that. It was so funny. That is so cool. I had uh, this winter. So I a number of years ago, I had some students who were like super into One Direction. Like literally, I think I told you this story. They were going to marry the guys from One Direction and it was like, oh, God. Um, I think they were, I think it was the year I had a 5-6 combo, or maybe it was my 4-5 combo. And because they rolled one right into the next. And anyways, these two girls were freaking adorable. And now they're seniors. They're seniors in high school now. And um, one lives in Texas. One still lives up here. And their parents surprise them always and fly one to the other's house. And so at Christmas, around Christmas, uh, one flew up. And 
I'm Facebook friends with the moms and they were like, oh, the girls would love to see you. Can we get together? And it was like, I've been quarantining. Like, I maybe I can send them my Zoom link. So we got in Zoom and it was like old home week. We were laughing. They were singing songs from sixth grade. It was so cool. It was just so heartwarming to know that like, you know, you want to make a difference in for people. And really when you hear a song on the radio or the kids hear a song on the radio and they can just start singing and it just brings back these memories. It really is cool as a teacher to know that there's a part of their brain that you have touched that, you, that they're never going to forget those lyrics. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love it. Cool. Anyways. Well, um, what are you doing the rest of today? Um, you'll be mad at me, but I'm going to do some braiding. Oh, 